Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 9th of August 2020. This is the 9th Sunday after Trinity. My name is Peter Walker and this morning's sermon is by Judith Meehan. The prayers were written by Hazel Mumford and Frith of Middlemiss is reading the Bible readings for us. Once again, the hymns were recorded by the St Martin's Singers. Let us keep a moment of silent prayer before we sing our first hymn. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Christ himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that free from sin we might live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. Let us 
confess our sins. Father eternal, giver of light and grace, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in what we have thought, in what we have said and done, through ignorance, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We have wounded your love and marred your image in us. We are sorry and ashamed and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and lead us out from darkness to walk as children of light. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect Almighty God, who sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your Church, Open our hearts to the riches of your grace, that we may bring forth the fruit of the Spirit in love and joy and peace, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 37. Jacob settled in the land where his father had lived as an alien, the land of Canaan. This is the story of the family of Jacob. Joseph, being seventeen years old, was shepherding the flock with his brothers. He was a helper to the sons of Bilhar and Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he had made him a long robe with sleeves. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem, and Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. He answered, Here I am. And he said to him, Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron. He came to Shechem, and a man found him wandering in the fields. The man asked him, What are you seeking? I'm seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where they are pasturing the flock. The man said, They have gone away, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance, and before he came near to them, they conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him that he might rescue him out of their hand and restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the long robe with sleeves that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty, there was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat, 
and looking up they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, with their camels carrying gum, balm and resin, on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up, lifting him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt. Here ends the reading. A reading from St Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Immediately after feeding the crowd with the five loaves and two fish, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking towards them on the lake. But when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Here ends the reading. Lord, open our hearts and minds to hear and receive your word today. Peter cried out, Lord, save me. Well, who do you trust to save you? Really trust. Put your life in their hands. Would it be anybody? Well, probably not. Would it be work colleagues or perhaps somebody you know fairly well like your bank manager? Or just your family and friends? Which I think, yes, maybe you would. But then some people only trust in themselves. Or maybe nobody at all. At some point in our lives, we may all have to ask ourselves this question, who do we trust? And we will all arrive at different answers. Trust begins in early life, I think, as a parent and child. And as today's gospel features water, let's think and imagine being taught to swim as a child. I was, by my father, in the sea as it happens. And I know initially it's a bit scary and maybe even you might be afraid of water. And you would cling to your mum or your dad who was with you. But with words of encouragement you let go and maybe supported underneath your body by his arms you float 
And then, of course, he says, well, trust me, I'm not going to let you sink. Now, today's gospel was Peter when he asked Jesus to tell him to walk to him over the water like Jesus was. Was he just showing off to the others? Was he engaging his mouth before his brain, as Peter very often did? Was he testing the trust theory for himself? As a sort of experiment, maybe? Or was he testing his own faith in the Lord? Now, Peter really thought that he could do it, didn't he? He was looking at Jesus, walking confidently towards the boat, even though it was a bit windy, and the waves were probably a a bit sloshy at that time. And Peter asked Jesus to say, come. And so Jesus said, come, come to me. And out he steps onto the water. And to start with, it went well, very well. But then the wind blew a bit harder, maybe. The water sloshed up his legs a little bit more. And I think probably he looked down, saw the waves about him and started to sink. That's when he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus, of course, did reach out and save Peter, pulled him back into the boat and all was well. And once in the boat, all was calm. The disciples then worshipped him and said, truly, you are the Son of God. And I think from this little incident walking on the water the disciples understood Jesus better through what Peter had done they saw Jesus in a different light as truly the son of God because the wind and the waves obeyed him now Peter didn't lose faith or trust in Jesus he lost faith and trust in himself he faltered Jesus though didn't lose the faith he had in Peter. He understood Peter so well and knew he would become a devoted follower and a teacher of all that Jesus had taught the disciples, spreading the word, and that Peter would be a foundation in his church. Our faith is built on trust in God, God keeping us afloat, when we let him lead and direct us, when we do not have faith just in ourselves or others, because then we very often sink. We should be trusting God to make the decisions and not to question that decision. Because I think we know that whatever happens, God is there with us and that something good will be evident to God in whatever has happened. Having trust, especially in God, is an essential part of our lives. It defines who we are. It lets others know what we believe in. It dictates how we behave. Jesus knew Peter would fail, but he lifts him up and in so doing saves Peter from himself when he responds to the cry, Lord, save me. 
Peter's cry came from within him, from his heart, showing he knew Jesus was Lord. And in that cry, he opened his heart to let Jesus in fully, showing his trust and faith in the Lord. We, too, can do the same as Peter. We can call out to the Lord for help. And when we do, we open our hearts and let Jesus in. And with faith and trust to help, guide and support and love us, Jesus will be there for each and every one of us. So, if you feel you are in difficulties, in trouble, just have a problem. Call out to the Lord for help. He will respond. Open your hearts, open your minds and listen. Amen. Our next hymn is Jesus Calls Us O'er the Tumult. us pray. Lord, you are the light of the world. As we come to you in prayer, may the light of your love shine over us all. Lord, as we look at your world, we see destruction through natural disasters. We see the awful things 
that man's greed has done. But we also see the beauty of all things you have made and given us, and for this we thank you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for your world. Guide all leaders in wisdom and integrity. We pray for healing for all nations as they work together to bring peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all who are ill and rely on others for help. Reach out to them with healing and strength. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, gather into your kingdom all those who have died. Comfort those who grieve. May they know their loved ones are at peace with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all who minister your word, and we ask that you care for them and give them your guidance and look after them during their ministry. Open the hearts of those they teach to hear and receive your truth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May God's light guide you, his promise comfort you, his love heal you. Lord, be with us this coming week. Help us to do all you ask of us and bring us safely into your peace at the end of each day. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn is Dear Lord and Father of Mankind, Forgive Our Foolish Ways.
Now may the love of the Lord Jesus Christ draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.